Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. bring you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Huttle. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. This is Don Wilson with a message for people who can't get to sleep at night. For the thousands who lie awake because their stomachs are churning up too much excess acid. That's when a handy roll of Tums can be worth its weight in gold. For fast, don't wait relief. All you do is take one or two tums whenever excess acid keeps you tossing and turning, or as a nightcap when going to bed. See if you don't fall asleep more quickly and feel lots fresher next day. Yes, tums neutralize excess acid in record time and require no water, no mixing, no waiting. That's why millions always keep tums handy on the bedside table or in a pocket or purse for top speed relief whenever acid indigestion occurs. So don't wait. Get a roll of Tums today. Still, only 10 cents. The topic under discussion in the McGee living room right now is the Wistful Vista Ladies Club Christmas Fund. Mr. McGee undertook to raise some money for the fund last week. And he didn't do badly either because Mrs. McGee says... And I think it was wonderful that you were able to take that $10 and invest it so cleverly that you ran it up to 30 Just routine, Tootsie, just routine. So I'm going to turn in the $30 and tell the other ladies that my smart husband did this. Oh, no, 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 not yet, Molly. You just leave that 30 bucks right where it is in the sugar bowl. Yeah, but dearie... I haven't even started yet. I told you I'd run that dough up to 100 bucks for you, and I'm gonna. But $30 is more than any of the other ladies have made. I'll be so proud to show them how clever my husband is, and... You'll be even prouder to show them a hundred. That's three times as clever as thirty bucks. And with Thanksgiving and all last week, I haven't had time to look around for the right investment yet, but I'm watching. Don't you worry, I'm watching. But you might lose it on your next investment. Lose it? How could I possibly lose it? That question has so many answers, I wouldn't know where to start. You know, Uncle Dennis once said something to me that I've never forgotten, McGee. What'd he say? Not so much ice in it? No, I was just a little girl at the time, and I was watching him pour himself a glass of root beer. What kind of beer? Root beer. Oh. I said to him, how do you always keep the foam from running over, Uncle Dennis? And he said to me, McCushley, he said, I always quit as soon as I get ahead. That's something you should learn to do, McGee. Quit when you get ahead. (laughs) That's a cute little anecdote, my dear, but what's it got to do with me making money for your ladies' club? I fail to see any connection between Uncle Dennis pouring root beer and... Never mind. Skip it. What are you looking at? Somebody on the porch? Mailman just came. I'll get the mail. Oh, dear. He's not going to be satisfied till he gets himself involved in another get-rich-fast deal and loses that money for me. Oh, well, I'll take $10 of my own and donate that to the ladies' club if I have to, because... A lot of mail, Molly. Good. Here's a letter for Wimp. 
I told the mailman to drop his stuff off here as long as Wimp's staying with us till his wife gets back. Good idea. Here's a letter for you. Oh, thank you. The rest is just bills and circulars. Who's your letter from? Well, from Aunt Sarah. Ah, dear, sweet, loaded Aunt Sarah. Bless her rich old bones. <laughs> What's she beefing about now? Did the income from her diamond mines drop from $8 million to $7 million this week? No, no, she's very happy about everything. Good. Just a note to say she's spending the winter in Florida, having a wonderful time and wishes we were there. Oh, she does, huh? Well, that can be arranged. All she has to do is send some plane tickets and fix us up with a beach house, and I'll be happy to put aside this exciting life temporarily to, just to make the old girl happy. You're sweet. After all, kiddo, if a guy can't do something for a rich old aunt once in a while... I'll write and tell her you're willing to make the sacrifice, sweetheart. Now, if you'll take Mr. Wimple's letter upstairs to him... Oh, I don't want to disturb Wimp right now. He's having too much fun. What's he doing? He's practicing his nose. His nose? That's right. He's been saying yes to Sweetie Face so long he forgot how the other word sounds. So he's walking around the room saying, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, that poor guy. Oh, hey, look at this. What? This ad from the camera shop. Photography contest. Fifty-buck prize for the most unusual snapshot of the week. Aha! That's the kind of deal I've been waiting for. Deal? I don't see what you... For your ladies' club, kiddo. I'll invest some of that money in films and stuff, take my camera, go downtown, shoot the most unusual picture this week, cop the prize, and toss the 50 bucks on the drum for the ladies' club. You make it sound so simple. Oh, how can I miss? With that camera of mine. Ah, my little old German anthrax with the F-33 pure glass lens that I wanted on the Elks Club punch board in 1937. (laughs) Why, with that camera and my talent for taking unusual pictures, I'm a cinch. Well, now, when they say unusual pictures, dearie, they don't mean the kind with a big thumb sticking up in the foreground, you know. Ah, that was an accident. That don't always happen. My picture album is over here somewhere. Oh, here. I don't get my thumb in all of them. Let's see one. Here, take a look at that. Did you ever see a more interesting picture of the city hall? Look at that composition. That majestic feeling. No thumb in that one. I took that picture, dearie. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you did. Well, how's about this one? Nugans Lake at sunset. You didn't take that, did you? No, dearie. You took that one all right. And it isn't Dugan's Lake at sunset. It isn't? That's what came out when you accidentally snapped the shutter when you were loading the camera in the kitchen. And what about this sunset and all those trees? You got it pasted in upside down, you see. What? That's a fried egg and some parsley. That's what I say. It's unusual, ain't it? (laughs) I'm going to get my camera out and check it over and then run down to the camera shop and get an entry blank. I'll need plenty of flim because, boy, when I start shooting pictures, I'm... There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. Faith in God has always been a cornerstone in American democracy. And since our first beginnings, America's religious institutions have strengthened the fabric of our daily lives. Among other things, religious faith stabilizes the family and holds it together. Attendance at churches and synagogues builds the moral and spiritual character of our people and helps them to be tolerant, responsible citizens. Religious leaders have always been distinguished in the giving of personal guidance to those with pressing problems. In our armed services, chaplains of all faiths give comfort and moral armament to those who fight for freedom. Clearly then, religion plays a great role in our way of life, a role that grows in importance each day in a world where moral and spiritual values are too easily exchanged for material and selfish values. We urge you, therefore, to attend church or synagogue with your families regularly and to support your community church during the current Religion in American Life campaign. Light their way with faith. Bring them to worship this week.
Dishes, dishes, dishes. Yes, Bertie. I just get the lunch dishes washed and it's time to dirty them for dinner again. I think I'll just leave them out and... What was that noise? I hope we're not... <clears throat> oh, it's you, Mr. Wimple. You don't have to knock on the kitchen door before you come in. We're very informed around here, as you should know. Well, thank you, Mrs. McGee. I, I wonder if I could have a glass of water? Oh, well, certainly. I didn't have a glass upstairs. Could I have a large one, please, full of hot water? Hot water? Yes. I'm going to take a bath. I beg your pardon? I always use a glass of hot water to rinse the ring off the tub after I'm finished. Oh, <laughs> I wondered if you were going to take your bath. <clears throat> well, uh, say a letter came for you a while ago. It's there on the table. See it? Oh, I, I have it. Thank you. Oh, it's from her. Her? I suppose you mean... Yes. Sweetie Face, my big old wife. I recognize the fragrance on the envelope. Oh, scented envelope, sir. What is it, Shalimar for romance or taboo for mystery? No. Sloan's liniment for muscles. <laughs> she likes to keep me reminded that... Oh, darn. Something wrong? Hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> I meant to say, oh, goody. Her mother is better and Sweetie Face is coming home next week. Oh, well, I'm glad her mother is better. Do you have a nice relationship with your in-laws, Mr. Wimple? Just perfect, Mrs. McGee. Haven't seen them since 1940. It's been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, her mother never approved of our marriage, you know. Really? Yes. We eloped, you see, and her parents were so angry that when we got back, her mother tried to trip her. Trip her? You know, when she carried me across the threshold. Oh. Like I was saying to Mr. McGee. Oh, by the way, where is Mr. McGee today? Well, he should be home soon. He went down to the camera shop a while ago. They're having a photography contest this week. Oh, I love contests. Yes. McGee went to get an entry blank in some film. There's a $50 prize for the most unusual picture. My goodness. I wish I'd had a camera this morning. Up in the maple tree, right outside my window, I saw a rare purple-crested snoony bird. Did you ever hear the cry of the snoony bird? Oh, I don't know, Mr. Wimple. I'm not very good at recognizing bird calls. <laughs> I wouldn't know the cackle of a grackle from the shriek of a shrike. Well, uh, the snoony bird has a very peculiar little cry, Mrs. McGee. It goes, shoot the wicks, shoot the wicks. Isn't that interesting? They're fascinating little creatures, really. The snoony bird lays a six-sided egg with spots on each side, you see. No. Yes. And in the springtime, all the little male snoonies gather in a circle to choose their mate. How cute. In the center of the circle are two of these spotted snoony eggs. And each time a female snoony bird passes by, the little males roll the eggs out with a loud cry of, Shoot the eggs, shoot the eggs. <laughs> and the lucky bird who turns up the most spots wins the little lady. Heavenly days. I'd certainly like to see that. Oh, no one has ever seen it, Mrs. McGee. We've only read about it, of course. If anyone ever got a picture of that, they'd be sure to win a prize because... Hey, Molly, I'm back, kiddo. I'm back. I'm here, dearie. Hello, Mr. McGee. Did you get your entry blank from the camera shop? Oh, hi, Wimp. Yeah, boy, I'm all set. I'm going to start taking pictures tomorrow. Come and help me unload the car, will you? Unload the car? What'd you buy that... I'm going into this camera contest right, Tootsie. You get one entry blank with every roll of film, you see. So I bought 20 bucks worth. $20 worth? McGee, that... 40 rolls of film. Yep. The way I figured this thing, kids, if I take enough pictures, I'm bound to win that prize. So I'll start tomorrow morning and shoot everything in sight. 
Because with my little German anthrax camera with the F-33 lens and my talent for... Good night, the Fibber and Molly in a moment. Here it is, the first of December already. Christmas is almost upon us, and if you're like me, I'll bet you haven't even started your Christmas shopping. It's always such an energy-consuming job to find exactly what you want. But we all seem to come through the Christmas season unscathed. Maybe it's because we all have a good American sense of humor. All of us enjoy the better things in life, but we take the bitter with the better and season it with a laugh. Radio entertainment helps chase your worries away, too. When you sit back and relax and lose yourself in the hilarious adventures of such comedy stars as the great Gildersleeve, you're just joining millions of Americans in a typical Wednesday night habit. Groucho Marx is another comedian radio listeners from coast to coast enjoy every Wednesday night. Why don't you make it a regular habit to set your radio dial to this same station every Wednesday evening for the best in comedy entertainment? Wednesday's Wonderful on the NBC Radio Network. Just checking over your ladies' club money, kiddo. Making sure I got it all straight. Hmm. I had $10 to start with, and I ran that up to 30 Right. $20 worth of film. Stuff to develop my pictures after I take them with. Car fare downtown and back. Incidental expenses come to... Mm, let's see. Two, three, four, five, four, two, three, five. Carry the one. Yes, sir. Yeah, it checks. How much is left? 90 cents. I'll keep it up here in the sugar bowl till I win the 50 bucks to put with it. Good night. Good night, all. have brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Enjoy two hours of fine music Mondays on the NBC radio network.